right. All okay. right, Sarah. So we're getting started. So why don't you give me your full name and official job title? Uh, my name is Sarah Banks, and my title at the moment uh, is Manager of Online Engagement. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, fantastic. So, so why don't you tell me a little something about your background? Uh, I have a master's degree in museum studies from the University of Leicester in England, and I've been with the Smithsonian since my internship for that degree, so just over 10 years now. Uh, for about seven of those, I was at the Natural History Museum, and I've been with Air and Space for just over three years. Fantastic. So, curious, so were you, like, into social media when you were in high school? Uh, social media wasn't around when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> really didn't even get Facebook until I think my college was one of the first um, – and that was my senior year of college. So I really came into my internship sort of aware of YouTube, uh, Twitter, had an account on Facebook, um, but was not an active social media user. Okay. Well, I'm curious. I mean, you got your initial degree in religion from Hartford College. Um, yes. So how, so, so uh, how, does, how did you – that uh, – what was you, was that? What your original plan when you were when you were going to graduate college? What was was it uh, going into museums? I mean, what was uh, what what brought about the uh, shift from going from religion into museum world? Uh, well, I mean, I really chose the uh, religion major because that was what I was most interested in at the time. Um, from you know what the options were, and I uh, was interested in going to grad school, looked at some different options, and thought museum studies would be uh, an interesting way to go. I loved museums uh, growing up, and I had done some projects, uh, some archaeology projects, and was interested in you know, the field work, but also probably more so what happened once those things that were found in the field got back to a museum and were being studied and put on display. So I thought museum studies would be a, a great entry point to the field, and that's how I ended up going to grad school in that. Wow. Fan well, that's so that's fantastic. And But uh, so you're looking to go into museums. So when did the uh, interest in social media come up, or did that – did you kind of fall into that when you started doing, like, your internship at the Smithsonian? So I had been with the Smithsonian for about two years uh, when I was working on a project for the Natural History Museum, the Sand Ocean Hall's uh, website, uh, and getting that ready for kind of rolling that out for the in time for the opening of that exhibit. And... The museum had kind of dabbled a little bit with social media channels and uh, coming out of the web branch in the IT department, that's where I was based. And there was kind of a, more of a push to start doing uh, some more you know, concerted efforts in, in social media with the launch of that exhibit and 
given that I was working on the website, uh, people looked to me to um, see if I'd be interested in uh, kind of supporting the social media efforts uh, for, for that initiative. So it grew from there, and it was a great opportunity for me to do something that was really um, an emerging field, which I, I liked. Um, I think in a work environment where a lot of my colleagues uh, were really the experts in their fields and had decades of you know, museum experience under their belts, this was, social media was an area where I could kind of be more of the the leader and the expert. Uh, and I also really enjoyed the community of um, practitioners at the different Smithsonian museums and getting to know them and swapping best practices. Wow, that's that's a really cool story. Uh, so how so so now that you're into it, so how do you go about uh, planning, you know, uh, content strategy for social media? Uh, so there are a variety of uh, kind of content streams that I consider at Air and Space, and the first that's really kind of where social media began for Air and Space was our series called This Day in History that uh, puts out pieces of aviation and spaceflight history tied to the particular um, month and day that they happened. So that's kind of the first layer. Uh, I also, we have a lot of events going on and um, more and more we're doing, we're focusing on events that we can share with our audiences online. Um, approximately 80 to 85% of our social media audiences are not local. So we're really focused on what can they experience from where they are. Um, not that we don't also promote on-site events, but at least in social media, we privilege those events that maybe uh, while they're based on site, they're also being webcast or uh, periscoped, uh, so they have to have some kind of online component. And then uh, there will be specific projects and initiatives, such as um, a little over a year ago, we did a Kickstarter campaign, and mm -hmm. that really drove a lot of the content for that month. Uh, this coming fiscal year, um, in this fiscal year we've just begun, I've started to think about, I'm calling them kind of ongoing content campaigns, and right. these are really focused on uh, creating content on an ongoing basis for particular audiences uh, who we're not necessarily reaching very strongly uh, right now. Uh, so kind of reaching beyond our core base of aviation and spaceflight enthusiasts, and this year, I'm focusing on uh, people who love beautiful photography, but maybe don't think of themselves as aviation and spaceflight enthusiasts, kind of hooking them, getting them hooked um, to learn about our content through the beautiful images taken by our photographers. Um, people who might be bringing kids with them uh, to the museum and what opportunities we have there as well as what they can experience online through our webcast geared toward middle schoolers. Uh, we also are wanting to highlight 
the diversity of uh, people involved in aviation and space flight. And so we'll be creating more ongoing posts, uh, kind of going beyond uh, Women's History Month or Black History Month or Hispanic Heritage Month and kind of making sure that we're telling those stories uh, all year round. So that's kind of a new element that is um, being layered on this year. And probably the last one is, um, which is kind of an element of everything we do, but uh, is something I consider is that we're looking for opportunities to engage directly with our audiences, ask a question, um, involve them in making a decision, um, invite them to contribute something to a, a crowdsourcing campaign. We had one last year that was uh, asking people for a photograph. So it was a, we weren't sure we were going to get them, but we needed uh, color photographs of the Star Trek Starship Enterprise studio model from a very specific time period uh, when it was on display at Golden West College and in California. And we did a blog post and social media push and press release and got three photos, which were exactly what we needed. And those had a direct impact on the restoration efforts, uh, which concluded uh, earlier this summer. Wow. Wow. Well, what would you consider, what would, what demographic would you consider your core audience right now? I mean, do you, you know, most people, when they think of social media, they tend to think, oh, that's just for millennials and, you know, <laughs> the millennial audience. You know, uh, what's your experience with the kind of core demographic that you have? Uh, it's really varied depending on where uh, where I've worked. When I was at Natural History, it was more, um, I think off the top of my head I can speak best to Facebook, more women between 25 and 44. Uh, and when I came over to Air and Space, it was more men, 40 to 65. Interesting. So, so, so you get, you get a lot of men in that demographic intera interacting with the social media. We do. Um, I, Facebook is skewing a little bit older uh, these days, so that's not entirely surprising. Uh, we tend to be more skew, our audience skews more male uh, across our platforms. Um, which is part of why we're uh, trying to uh, highlight in diverse contributions and uh, make sure that uh, people see themselves in, in the stories we tell. Right. Interesting. Well, so uh, you were talking about some of the, some of the um, programs you were doing, and it sounds like y'all, do you do a lot of like uh, live, social media events that they uh, deal with kids in the classroom or anything like that? Uh, so we really, um, we do have a webcast series for middle schoolers that we typically have one of those every month. Uh, and, you know, we make special arrangements for classes to come in and make sure we get the particular clearances. Um, I found in focus groups that I do that um, uh, teenagers who, you know, were allowed to uh, reach out to on social media, so 13 and above, 
they're not as interested in interacting with a brand. Um, they follow brands on social media, but they're not wanting to have the same kind of back and forth that adults will. So we do uh, Periscope, uh, Facebook Live, uh, we've done Reddit AMAs, uh, Twitter chats, and those are primarily, I'd say, mid-20s uh, and above uh, is our audience for that. Yeah. Uh, one, the one exception is for Ask a Curator Day in September, we will get teachers who will submit questions on behalf of their classes uh, and will respond back. But that's, that's unusual. Uh, it's really just Ask a Curator Day when we get uh, teachers mediating that. Wow, that's that's fascinating. I would just not have imagined that kind of uh, diversity. But uh, well, tell you what, give me give me one example of like what you feel is like one of the most successful social media campaigns you've done so far. Hmm, I would have to say our uh, support of our Kickstarter campaign last year was uh, very successful for us. Um, we did kind of for the first time a really serious uh, crowdfunding, and that was kind of new for our audiences that so we were uh, not fully federal federally funded and that we needed their support uh, and their involvement to uh, be able to put one of the you know treasures from our collection back on display. So I think we did a great job of getting that message out there, um, being sensitive to you know, people's concerns uh, about the project, and um, and we raised uh, more than than we needed. Um, so we were able to do oh, a, wow. a stretch goal. Um, so I feel like that was very uh, successful. Um, but we really don't do a ton of campaigns. I'd say we're really focused on kind of the you know, day-to-day -day, uh, engagement with our audiences. Right. Well, tell you what, do you have a, do you have a personal favorite social media tool you like? Uh, do you mean in terms of platforms or tools that yeah. are used with the platforms? Well, yeah, no, yeah. So a particular platform, I mean, like, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, you know, Facebook. I mean, do, is there a particular – is there a particular social media platform that, that you personally like the most to work with? Uh, I'm really these days enjoying Instagram. Um, I find it's uh, it really intrigues me uh, with its emphasis on how visual it is and uh, how much hashtags are used to organize conversations. So I feel like that's a platform that's evolving, and now there are Instagram stories, which we'd like to do more of. Um, but I'm also loving the the live uh, programming options that Facebook and Twitter are providing us with. I mean, Periscope has really kind of changed the way we interact with our audiences, what we can show them. Uh, it, I've been out in a 
field by a runway at Dulles Airport, um, live streaming the arrival of a group of um, pilots from Canada who are bringing in their um, aerial demonstration team to interviews with astronauts to a Friday afternoon concert at the museum. So I see it as a very flexible platform that's letting us share more of what we do uh, and also take people places where you know we can't uh, normally allow them to go. Excellent. So since you do this for a living um, <laughs> now, uh, as, as someone who does this for a living, do you personally use social media or are you kind of like, I've had enough of it, <laughs> of doing this all day, you know? Um, I'd say, yeah, I probably have a different relationship with social media on a personal level just because um, I began doing it professionally really within a couple of years of going on social media personally. Um, but I do, I find Twitter is fantastic for keeping up with colleagues uh, at museums around the world. Also, Facebook, there's a closed group for social media managers uh, around the world. Really? And oh, that's wow. uh, invaluable to me. Uh, so, I do enjoy them. Um, I'm probably, depending on the time, not as active on my personal social media. Uh, and the other day, I actually took a picture as I was leaving work of one of our exhibits that I intended to, I took it for uh, my personal Instagram account and then was more pleased with it than I thought. So as I looked at it, I, <laughs> I decided to put it on the museum's account instead of my own. Um, but definitely since I'm getting paid to um, be the museum, uh, be there in Space Museum on social media, uh, that's kind of where my attention goes first. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Um, especially I didn't, I didn't know there was a closed Facebook group for social media managers. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so it's a great uh, support tool. Uh, at the Smithsonian, we're so lucky to have colleagues, you know, just a museum away that do you know what what we do. Uh, but that's not the case for for a lot of people. They don't have that kind of built-in network. So I think this has kind of created that sense of community for a lot of social media managers who would otherwise be isolated. So how would one? So say what someone was doing social media at a smaller museum and stuff. How would they find this closed group on Facebook? Uh, they would either uh, find out through maybe. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think. I I found out about it through the museum computer network because that's kind of who brought it uh, into being. Uh, I think a lot of people just you know you know one person uh, who's also a social media manager who happens to be in the group and. Uh, you know, I try to if I find if I meet someone, let's say at a conference, who is maybe new to the field and doesn't doesn't know about the group, uh, I'll try to go in and invite them so that they're a part of that. Okay. Well, you've been doing this long enough uh, that um, 
I think it's valid to ask you your opinion of where do you see social media heading in the next 10 years? Oh, that's a good question <laughs> because I, now I've been doing this, let's say, eight years, and um, I'm I, – I guess what I, I mean, hope had, is I, – I, I, uh, I mean, I mean, one of the things that I um, – the reason I'm asking this is I find it fascinating is that you take, like, this year in in politics, in American politics, mm-hmm. like the presidentialists, there's been more done on social media to affect – the races than has ever happened in history in terms of, uh, you know, there's been less reliance on like television ads as much as there has been on web ads, Twitter and all this other stuff that has like been in the news. So um, it's become such a powerful tool that I'm wondering where you see museums being able to utilize and what the future of social media might look like the landscape might look like over the next 10 years. I guess I've what I've seen so far and what I hope will will continue is really um moving beyond social media as this experimental uh endeavor for museums and really a continued um growth of you know best practices their shared uh standards uh and really a professionalism uh growing professionalism amongst people who do this for museums, and hopefully uh, museums will become more a part of those really great conversations that are starting to go on. Um, You pointed out um, the political landscape uh, this election cycle, and I think what's really been interesting to me is to see how the conversations uh, around how we talk about women uh, has been huge uh, this year, and that's really great to see. And so I I hope that museums can become more and more a part of that. I know there was a Museums Respond to Ferguson effort, and I think I see museums evolving beyond kind of – discrete projects maybe where they're involving their their audiences or you know ask a question here and there and uh to really utilize these platforms for uh real time ongoing connections. You know, that's interesting that you, you you bring that up because um I personally have been look thinking about this and and uh I figure within the last five years uh, access to social media. In other words, not social media platforms themselves, but the sheer percentage of people in this country that now actually have, say, a smartphone and a computer and have access to uh, to social media has, I think, empowered groups like women and African Americans, minorities, and they, to have a larger voice in a conversation of when 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 incidents happen that normally you'd have to wait for the news reporter to go out and interview two or three people, two or three women, two or three minors about about what they feel about a subject. Where now, as it seems like almost instantaneously, when events like this happen, you have this voice of of uh, 
of, of opinions that come out on platforms and start massive conversations, you know, about issues such as women's rights and empowerment, minority situations, you know, American politics, political positions. Um, so it's just like, it just kind of seems we're really kind of on the cusp of, of um, you know, such engagement uh, on, a, on a scale that has not been seen before. And, it's, and I just think that this is going to play over into things like museums and other things like that, becoming part of those kind of global voices. Right. And I, I also hope that um, social media continues to, uh, and I'm seeing this at you know, my museum, uh, become more and more a really integrated part of our day-to-day -day operations in terms of uh, I think when when I started out doing this, it was uh, kind of its own experiment uh, off to the side and was certainly in support of the mission and the core activities, but more and more I see that um, I'm a part of programming conversations and uh, exhibit conversations, and we're considering social media from the beginning of those uh, and more frequently. So rather than oh, it great. being this kind of siloed uh, activity, that it's really an integrated part of how we uh, create the visitor experience. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's and you know, and that's the perfect note to end the interview on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. so, but do me a favor, do me a favor. I'm going to stop the recording, but I, I, I want to talk to you for just a, a couple sure. minutes more here. So let me, um, let me do this.